it's Mrs. Pittenger. And when I was thinking about today's Bible story, I was thinking to myself, where would be a cool spot to tell you the story about Samson and the bad news of Samson's sin? But the good news about Jesus, that's coming. Anyway, I was thinking about the talents that God gives to his people and how they can use them to serve God and their neighbors. And so that's when I thought about my friend, Mrs. Harless. Well, hi, everybody. My name's Care Ann Harless, and I'm a stay-at-home shepherd. And that is a real thing. I raise Shetland sheep, which are primitive little sheep that are very much like the sheep that were around when Jesus was alive. And God made these special little sheep to be very smart and very sturdy. And he also made it so that they give us a wonderful fleece. This is what a lamb fleece looks like. It's been sheared off by a sheep, Guillermo. And he has kind of some blonde ends. And we call those locks. And in today's Bible story, we're going to talk about Samson's locks. They came from his hair, from his head. So think about this as some of Samson's hair. What they did in the story is they wove it. I'm also a weaver. This is a loom. In order to weave the hair, you have to spin the hair into yarn. And that's what they did with Samson's locks. They took a little lock and they spun it into a yarn. And this is exactly how they did it back in Jesus' time. They used a drop spindle. And this is a really fun thing to learn how to use. Okay, now we're going to look at the loom and we're going to see what, what happens on the loom. This is how fabric is made. We have a beater that puts the yarn or the thread or the string in place and it goes between the weft. And I'll show you when I step on a treadle. It raises this up. It pulls these up. So then you can place the shuttle through and you can beat the thread down. And that creates a cloth. And that's what they made Samson's hair into. It's a woven cloth. In, in Jesus' day, they didn't have a loom that looked like this, but they actually had something very similar. So, not a lot has changed. Isn't that cool? Also crazy to think about how a guy would let a woman weave his hair into a loom like that. Wait till you hear what happens in today's story. So, last week, when we were talking about Samson, we talked about how he was a type of Christ. And by that, we talked about how Jesus saves us from our enemies, from sin, from death, from Satan. And in today's story, we're going to look at Samson, but not as a type of Christ at all. We're looking at Samson instead as a sinner as a type of God's people who kept falling away from him again and again, 
like the Israelites did. And so in today's story, we see the not-so-shiny good side of Samson. In today's story, we see Samson's naughty business. Samson stopped trusting in God as the source of his strength. And instead of using the talents that God had given him to love other people and to fight for them, to keep them safe, he used them for his own purposes. Our Bible story today is from the book of Judges. Now we're looking at chapter 16. Hold on a second. In chapter 16, I want you guys to think about reading it like reader's theater. Do you know what that means? Reader's theater is like doing a play. And so when you read Judges chapter 16, I want you to take turns. Maybe you can find some people from your family who will help you read it. Maybe one person can be the narrator. One person could be Delilah. Wait till you hear about her. Woohoo! One person could be Samson. And you could take turns reading the parts like you're putting on a play. A play from God's very own words. So here's what happened. Samson did some awful sinful things. And Samson did an awful sinful thing by falling in love with a woman named Delilah. A woman who wasn't his wife. A woman who didn't trust that Jesus was going to wash her sins away. A woman who didn't really love Samson. She really loved money. And this is what happened. When the Philistines, the enemies of God's people, heard that Samson was in love with Delilah, they came to Delilah and said, Hey, Delilah, we will give you money, and lots of it, if you will figure out the source of Samson's strength and deliver him to us. You see, Samson's strength was like nothing the world knew. It was something that was a specific gift from God. And so Delilah started to pester Samson. She said, Samson, please tell me, where did you get your great strength from? And Samson lied. Samson said, if you tie me up with leather ropes, I'll become as weak as any other man. And so Delilah got a hold of the Philistine lords and leaders that had promised her that money. She actually had them hide in her home where Samson was. And she tied Samson up. He let her do that, you guys, with these leather ropes. And then she said, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. And the Philistines came out and Samson, boop, popped those leather ropes off like nobody's business. The Bible says like a thread with fire. Delilah was not happy that he tricked her, and she kept bugging him again and again. How do you think that you have your great strength? Please tell me, Samson, you're embarrassing me. So he said, all right, I'll tell you. Here's the secret. If you tie me up with new ropes, I'll become as weak as any other man. Again, Delilah had the Philistines hiding right in her inner chamber, in her home, where she was with Samson. And Samson let her tie him up in these new ropes. And again, she pretended that she was surprised. Oh, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. And in rushed the Philistines, and Samson, boom, bust out of those new ropes. The Philistines, I think, were probably getting pretty frustrated. You see, they were so frustrated and angry with how many times and ways Samson had 
killed his enemy, their Philistine people. How many times Samson had embarrassed them with his great acts of strength. And now they thought maybe this is a way to get a hold of him by using this woman named Delilah. So Delilah begged him and begged him. It says that she pestered him to death. That's how it says it in God's word. And <laughs> Samson said, all right, I'll tell you. If you weave my locks of hair into the loom, then I'll become as weak as any other man. So his hair was still actually attached to his head when she looped him in to oh. the loom. And can you imagine letting someone put your hair, like how trapping that would be? I also can't imagine how long your hair would be if you never, ever, ever got a cut in your whole life. Because that was what God had him do to set him apart, to have him be special. So if you can see what Mrs. Harless is doing. So guys, can you imagine Samson's hair, all of his hair was woven in to this fabric. And look at how hard Mrs. Harless is pulling on that. And there's no way that she could pull out of that. But remember, God had given Samson unusual strength. And so he was able to pull out of that loom, not just with a few strands of his hair, but all of it. And so Delilah trapped Samson in the loom. And again, she called the Philistine lords. All right, I've got him this time, you guys. And they burst in. And Samson burst himself out of the loom with his hair all, all wound up in there. And his strength was still there. The Philistine men took off. And now Delilah was super frustrated and embarrassed. And she pestered and pestered and pestered and pestered and pestered. And Samson told her the truth. He said, if you shave my hair, which has never been cut, because that was the way that God set me apart from my mother's womb. I was set apart to serve and protect my people. I will be as weak as any other man. So Delilah was cunning and sneaky and evil. And she put Samson to sleep right on her lap. And this time, when the Philistines were hiding there in her home and she called them out. Samson assumed that he would be able to bust out because he always did, because he was trusting in his own strength instead of in the strength of his savior, Jesus. And so Samson was not able to fight off the Philistines this time. This time they had him. And in their anger and hatred of Samson, the Bible tells him that they did a horrible thing to him. They gouged his eyes out of his head. And they put him in prison, and they gave him work that was not considered for strong, manly men. They gave him the work of grinding grain into wheat. And they had him in bronze shackles because they were still afraid of his strength. They didn't really, I guess, I think, appreciate that that strength was from God. And now God had left Samson to his own sinfulness, to his own naughty business. And so Samson was in prison. And the Philistines didn't worship our Savior who loves us. They had a false god named Dagon. Dagon was kind of like a merman. What we know about Dagon is that he was part fish, 
but he had like the head and the arms of a man. Kind of a strange idol. And they had a huge building that they had built as a temple for Dagon. And the people were celebrating their God because they thought that it was Dagon who had delivered Samson to them. Because they didn't know or trust in our three-in-one God. And so they were having a great time in this huge temple. The Bible says the temple was so big that the lower level was so full that there were 3,000 people on the roof, like the porch that was up above this temple. I can't even imagine a building like that. But that's where they were. And after they were having a great time at their party, they thought, you know what would be really fun? If we could bring Samson out here and we could mock him. That guy who caused us so much trouble that now is this blind, weak man that we have in prison. And so they brought Samson out to the party where they could mock him and make fun of him. And really, they were mocking and making fun of God. Sad. Samson asked the, the boy who had brought him out to take him over to where these big, strong pillars were. The pillars that made that whole building stand. And he said, will you let me lean against the pillars so I can rest? This man who had had such strength. And while he was there, Samson prayed. He didn't pray to his own strength. He prayed to, to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, please give me strength to avenge my eyes and to end this. And so God gave Samson strength once more. His hair had grown out from the time that it had been shaved and he broke those pillars down. And the Bible says that in this one day, Samson killed more people, more of God's enemies than he had ever done in his entire life, where he served as a judge for 20 years. After Samson died, his brothers came and took his body and buried him. And there his body waits. Someday I'm going to die, and someday you're going to die too. And your body will be buried somewhere. But just like Samson, you will be with Jesus. Samson isn't with Jesus because of his great strength. He isn't with Jesus because he used his talents in such amazing ways. He's with Jesus. And where do we find him? He's with Jesus who suffered and died for Samson, for you, and for me. Our memory verse today is Luke chapter 18, verse 13. It's one of my favorites. It says, God be merciful to me, a sinner. You guys, the people that we read about in the Bible, except for Jesus, they're all like us. They're sinners in need of a merciful, merciful God. Where is Jesus? He's right here in his word. Where is Jesus? He suffered and died on the cross. Where is Jesus? He's fighting for you. He's using the skills and the talents that you have so that others can be loved. He's using the skills and the talents that you have so that you can tell them the good news about a Savior who loves them. He's reminding you that, yes, your sins are dangerous because they separate you from Jesus. They take you away from him. But God will keep fighting for you like he fought for Samson. Let's end today 
with a prayer, a prayer that you know very, very well. One of my favorite little guys, whenever we said the prayer, oh, give thanks, he, whenever we said mercy, would show his muscles. Not muscles thinking about Samson's strength, but muscles because God's mercy is never used for evil. It's used to save. It's used to save you and me. So if you know, oh, give thanks, let's say it together, remembering God's mercy for sinners like Samson, sinners like me, sinners like you, saved by Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Friends, next time your family is in church together, listen and see how often your pastor uses the word mercy. Think about God's loving strength that he uses to save. We'll see you next week in him. Bye, friends. Whoops, there you go.